Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. It's a news day for the St. Louis Blues, and we're talking about it with the voice of the Blues, Chris Kirby, joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline. Curbs, we appreciate the time as always, man. It was announced earlier today that the Blues are hiring Mike Weber and Michael Babcock. No, not that Michael Babcock, <laughs> his son, as their new assistant coaches. What was your reaction when you saw the news? What kind of insight can you give us into these two? Yeah, you, you know what? Not a ton, to be honest with you, at this point, having having not met him. But it, it's it's clear on a couple of things here. One, Doug Armstrong uh, made it very clear that that the decision and the the selection here was steered and uh, and vetted by Craig Berube, which is uh, I think very important. Um, and and if you really think about it, I mean, the Blues have had such an amazing situation with assistant coaches, frankly, over the last ten years, that very rarely has there been a head coach that has made changes to bring in their quote unquote, their guys. Right. Um, but in this case, uh, Craig did a lot of, a lot of work behind the scenes and a lot of vetting. Mike Weber was an assistant coach with the Rochester Americans that have, uh, you know, went on another deep run in the Calder cup playoffs. Again, I believe, I think they might've been eliminated by Richie this year. If I'm uh, racking my brain. Right. And uh, you know, and, and a guy that, recently played as well when you you really look at it. So I think there's some youth, some relatability in terms of what they're looking for. And the one big focus for Craig Berube was obviously a certain style of play that he wanted to find a coach that, that would coach that in. So um, I, I think it's a great choice. I also think what, what's, what's interesting about the choices that they've made here is instead of bringing in two assistant coaches, you know, that, that'll necessarily be on the bench. You know, they brought in one, and then Mike Babcock Jr. is going to be more of the skills coach. Um, so I, I think it's also how they're structuring their coaching staff, uh, which will be one of the things we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, Kirk's kind of a follow-up with that. Do you have any insight on the skills coach side of things? Because I know the Blues have had skills coaches in the past, and just in terms of what the, that role is, if fans are listening and, and unsure. It's a little bit more of, I think, a, how do we say it, a recent phenomenon uh, or a recent trend in, in the game. You know, it, the coaching and the video and, and the work that these guys all do, uh, it takes up a, just a certain amount of time. And I, I think when they bring in a skills coach, you're bringing in someone that, to really to work on specific skills, the training, the continued training, the continued development. I think it speaks really to some volumes as to where this team is right now with its younger players, where they want to see some more of that work, where they want to see some of that practice focus and, and how that goes. I, I think 
At times, uh, management felt maybe that the practices weren't as structured uh, as they could have been, weren't as game-focused as they could have been at times. And uh, I think it's something that they're looking to address. But bringing in a skills coach uh, is an, it's an intriguing step considering you're bringing in a lot of younger players at the same time. And, uh, and, and it could have a good impact. Curbs, do you, I, I don't know if you do or not, but I, I've got to ask the question. Do you know what the connection is between these guys and Craig Berube? Like, is it just he's seen their work and appreciates what they were as coaches? Or, like, do, do you know of a connection that these guys have with Berube? No, I haven't talked to Craig yet. Uh, obviously, with that announcement just sure. coming out about 30 minutes or so ago to, uh, to, to get a real good handle on that. Uh, we did talk to Doug Armstrong. Uh, you know, the other day, and the one thing he said is he, he said it's been a thorough process, and they've looked at people from people that have a lot of experience to people that have some experience but, but are on the younger. Uh, they've looked at you know different ranges of uh, of experience, whether it be uh, European experience, junior experience, uh, you know, NHL, all that stuff. So uh, I I don't know of any specific connection to be honest with you, Brandon, but. I, I do feel very confident through what Doug Armstrong said that the process was thorough and, and clearly vetted. Curbs, sticking on the defense conversation, you know, we, we've seen all of the mock draft. It's mock draft season for the NHL. Oh, yes. How these go. And I know BK's getting excited like it's an NFL mock draft season. Best, Curbs. The one question that I, like that, that I keep seeing is, you know, did the Blues trade up for a defenseman? And David Reinbacher is the one that everybody seems to be talking about. They need defense. You trade up to get a defenseman. The one pushback I've had on that is this defenseman that you're trading up for is not like a Drew Doughty or a Victor Hedman, who's the clear-cut number one overall pick. It's still a process with defensemen that take longer to groom, and that might not match the time frame that Doug Armstrong's hoping for. Well, okay, so we'll preface it with this, and that is that, yes, is there an opportunity, and does Doug Armstrong have assets that would allow him to move up in the draft? The answer is yes. Again, and Alex, you were sitting at the table when he addressed that topic, when he said that teams basically have this matrix and this card, this algorithm that says what it would take to move up. And to move from 10 up, he felt that it would take more than just the 10th pick, and it would take more than just adding the other two first-round picks. It would take a player at at some level. In, In reading between the lines and, you know, again, it was just, it's GM speak, so you know he could be holding his cards very close to his vest. I didn't get the sense that he was real eager to part with assets in order to move up. So I, I, I throw that out there because I think that's an important aspect of where his thoughts were. It, it sounded like moving up was going to be almost cost prohibitive depending on what the situation was. Now, in terms of the other aspect of it, you would look and say, man, they've got a log jam at defense already. You almost think they have to move a defenseman you know, just to free up some room, either cap space or whatever, to for some of these other guys to step in and start playing. So do you take a defenseman to the draft? He said very clearly, look, you take the player that you think is the absolute best player, no matter the position. And his example was the Blues took David Runblad the year before. You know, they drafted Vladimir Tarasenko. And because they had three right-shot defensemen, right-side defensemen, they were very comfortable moving him, and that's what the player that they used to get the Tarasenko pick. So um, he's been fast on that thought. Yeah, me personally, if everything's equal, you want to see a forward taken. But, yeah, if they think the defenseman is heads above the rest of them, they'll take a D-man. That's, that's been the M.O. of this group. 
Chris Kerber is the voice of the Blues. You can follow him on Twitter, at Chris Kerber. We always appreciate him hopping on. Kerber, do I have this right? You're out next week because you're going to Italy? Headed to Italy. Yeah, next couple of weeks uh, I will be gone. Uh, I will be in Europe. So, fellas, I would say enjoy the draft, enjoy the start of free agency, and uh, uh, let the fun chaos begin. Hey, man, enjoy it. Curbs, are you headed to the boot when you go to Italy? No, we're staying on the northern side. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll eventually finish off in Rome, but uh, we'll, we're, we're staying on the northern side. We're, we're not heading down to the coast or, or the boot just yet. If okay. you end up going over to Sicily, go ahead and tell my people that yeah, I said hello. Same. <laughs> There's, apparently, I know a lot of Italians. They have a lot of people <laughs> yeah. You listen to people. the station. Yeah, I was going to say, you know a lot of Italians. There's three here. You work with another one. Like, yeah, there, you see a lot of them. Curbs, appreciate the time. Married one. Yourself. So, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. You married one, which means you have yeah. three little ones at home also. You go to Charlie Gito's. Like, you, you yeah. know a few. That You go over to the hill. You, oh, you, man. Appreciate you, Curbs. Right, Take it easy, uh, man. Be good, and we'll talk to you. you have fun on the trip. You. Travel Bye-bye. safe. That's Chris Kerber, Voice of the Blues, joining us here on 101 ESPN. Appreciate his time, as always.